welcome to the next episode of Meanwhile in the Falklands. Um, if I had permission to uh, sing a song, I think I would do. Um, but lucky for you, listener, uh, we don't have the copyright to do that, so I won't be singing about being all alone, because everyone's left me. Oh. Uh, yeah, sadder than that. Um, oh. <laughs> now, um, Hannah's off to, uh, is on her way back from South Georgia, I think probably by now. Um, Thomas, unfortunately, had to take an earlier flight this week, so he's not here. So, uh, I know I lied to you, listener, and said that last week was Katie's last podcast. Well, it wasn't, because she's here with us now. I'm back again. <laughs> this is my third final podcast. <laughs> you are all so lucky. It's like a final tour, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, so, Katie is now not a member of the FITV team, um, but she is a tourist. I'm a tourist brought in from the street. Mm. To, to be on the podcast. And as it always is much better if there's um, three of us, um, we've got Steve. Ooh. Hi there, yes. You're allowed uh, to say hello now. Oh good, I am good. I was enticed by the cake. <laughs> yes, which brings us beautifully on to the fact that we are in a new location. As you can hear, there is no hum. It's very Look pleasant. at that, isn't that brilliant? Mm. Yeah. Uh, much as we loved the um, bacon sandwiches at the West Store and, you know, the pie at the um, waterfront, we are actually in the Malvina House Hotel. I don't know why we didn't come here sooner. I know, it's because really nice. It's, sorry, we're not being sponsored either. We're not getting any money from Malvina for this. Um, but it's comfy and the tea's really nice. And it's quiet as well. And it's quiet. Mm. And the cake's lovely as well. Oh, the cake's delicious. We've got two kinds as well. Oh, you ordered um, Earl Grey. Oh, today? Yeah, that's very nice. So on this week's news, um, it's actually, we had a a guest presenter, um, a local guy called um, David Bailey. So he's sitting next to me on on the sofa this evening. Uh, Sorry, when you watch the programme, if you're watching along, it's episode 419. Um, Steve, you were nearly picked. Oh, yes. Weren't you? You were nearly picked. You had your suit on ready. I was about 30 minutes off of jumping into that seat. <laughs> um, Steve, uh, I don't know whether you, you, if you're a long-term listener of uh, Falklands in Focus listener, um, back in the early days, there was one week where Mark, Liz and myself had been very poorly throughout most of the week. Um, and I think I might have lost my voice, but I was definitely filming you. Mm-hmm. When, um, oh, that's, that's why I haven't got my mic on, but I can still hear myself, that's fine. Sorry, Katie. For the benefit of the tape, Katie's just pointed out that my uh, microphone is clipped onto something else. Um, no, um, a few years ago, um, you had to present the links for us, didn't you? Oh, yes, yes, the infamous. The infamous hot cross buns scene. Oh, wow, I did not know this story. <laughs> mm. It's gone down. Well, I'll tell you something. I, I went on HMS York to do an interview about a couple of weeks later, and they mentioned it. <gasps> did they? I did, yes. Yep. It, it took 53 takes to get my oh phraseology my of hot cut runs completely correct. 53 it was, takes? It was, it was, well, that was my, yeah, that might not be the exact number. I think <gasps> it'd probably be north of that, actually. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> what was the problem? <laughs> Uh, all we had to do was say something like, here's Simon, and Simon shows us how to make hot cross buns. That's how it should have been. Don't you think that would be simple, wouldn't you? Mm. 
However, it wasn't so simple because um, Steve put on his game show host. Oh, no. And it was hot cross buns. Oh, my goodness. You need to dial it down a little bit. Hot cross buns. No, you need to dial it back up again. Hot cross buns. (laughs) No no middle ground on hot cross buns at all. Well, they are a very exciting thing. So, Mm. Um, Yes, so that was that. And Katie, you were telling me, as we were warming up this morning, just before um, we started this, that this, the last time Steve appeared on a podcast. Yeah, so if you are, if you've been here since the start of Meanwhile in the Falklands, it was actually this trio that was doing the, the podcast, and for a long time, Steve's appearance had us at, um, was at number one in our own personal charts. Mm. You just don't know how exciting accountancy can be. I know, <laughs> that's what you were telling us all about. I must admit, I was surprised. <laughs> But you are a bit of a financial whiz, aren't you? You've yeah. got might, quite a few letters after your name. Uh, yes, yes. It's, <laughs> it's a long, uh, arduous uh, route to all those letters about my name. But yes, I do have a few. Yes, it's a basically a count, countdown conundrum behind your name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. Um, so, very well qualified. I mean, have you? I think we probably went through this on your last po- um, podcast that you were with us, just, but just remind us, I mean, was that what you always wanted to do or you, did you want to be an astronaut? Although accountancy is before astronaut in the book of careers. Yes, yeah, I just, I just opened up the whole A to Z and went, I, want, I couldn't get past A. No, <laughs> re- no sadly, I, I don't know if I did mention this before, but I remember when my parents moved house many years ago and they had my old reports, school reports, one of which was um, careers. And uh, on there it said, Steve wants to go into accountancy. At the age of 13, at the age of 13, I knew I wanted to go to accountancy. What that says about me, I don't know, but um, yes. It's like, it's really interesting that that's what you'd always wanted to do, and it gives you a lot of motivation and drive, knowing from that young thing. But it's a strange thing for a 13-year-old to turn around and say that that's what they want, is accountancy. They obvi- it's obviously worked for you. Yeah, it's always good with figures. I mean, yeah. I used to love maths a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, I just found it um, quite amusing when you, when you read back. I think it was a, you know, I may have been in my mid-20s at the time, and I read back at this, you know, at 13, I wanted to be an accountant, not, like you say, an astronaut or a steam engine driver or a footballer or any oh, of the things that like so that. Oh, that would be so cool. Um, and, and let's face it, I mean, accountancy isn't the most sexiest of professions, is it, really? No. Well. I mean, put aside that film that that bloke was in, he played Batman. Yeah. Aside. Yes. Other films are available. Yes. Um, put aside that. Well, how do you know I've not got <laughs> all of that ordinance no, hidden that. away in a secret compartment <coughs> in the house? You just don't, do you? No, you don't. Sorry, for the benefit of the tape, um, Steve and I are actually married and have been married for 26 years, so... Um, <laughs> Just in case you think that there's an odd relationship that's going on between <laughs> you and me. Um, anyway, so uh, let's move on. I've got have got a list of subjects we were going for. Um, exercise is my next thing. You're quite a bit bit of a gym bunny, aren't you, Katie? <laughs> gym bunny. Yeah. Um, I was when I was younger. I was in the South of Scotland hockey team. So doing that, you kind of are led to exercise every day and go to do weights and that kind of thing from quite a young age because they need to build up your strength. Um, so since then I've always been 
obsessed really I would say with sport and um, I love the gym love exercise and couldn't live my life without it I don't think it's a huge part of my life exercising um, do you know the cynical side of me is saying that you're just addicted to the endorphins and then Kevlin's <laughs> yeah that's it too it's I, all good stuff though <laughs> I am not a, a sporty person at all um, but I have started to walk to work um, in an attempt to get my blood pressure down, which it has actually started going down. I was going to say it's a canny walk for yeah. it's not it's not a stroll around the corner for for you from Four your to house to your work. Forty-five minutes, yeah, with a couple of hills as well. Definitely. Um, but yesterday I did it on sorry I did it on Tuesday. I walked to work on Tuesday. It was a beautiful morning. I've actually got sunburn on my cheeks <laughs> from walking to work, and it's only like what's it, forty-five minutes walk. But I had um, this, a sunscreen in my moisturiser, um, which obviously it, d it couldn't cope with. So um, the sun's amazing here. It's unlike anywhere else, I think, because I kind of prided myself on the fact that I've never been, I've never had a sunburn ever. Oh. Did you have one when you were here? And came here and <coughs> burnt my nose, and I never have had a sunburn in my life because just because of how my skin is. But yeah. Mm. This the sun down here got me good. Definitely, we actually have got a bottle of uh, Factor Fifty in the office just in case you have to go out and film. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, those things like motocross and you're out all day, or the uh, raft race or something like that, um, is, is quite hefty. Now mm. you're Steve, you're you've been quite sporty throughout all your life as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I've um, played football, rugby, <coughs> cricket at. Uh, International level, cricketer. Uh, obviously, yes, unbeaten in Jamaica. I'd like to remind Undefeated everybody. in Jamaica, <laughs> yeah. Unbeaten in Jamaica. Um, yeah, so I, and I enjoy it. I just enjoy the camaraderie and the uh, competition. I but like racket sports, I played I play badminton last night, um, you know, for the first time in a while. Um, thought I was going to get a lovely, quiet game of doubles, but ended up playing three games of singles. Oh, gosh. Oh, really? That, that's yeah. quite a little bit more... Yeah, it's a little bit more strenuous than yeah. I was um, um, hoping to be straight off the bat, yeah. uh, especially against somebody that was uh, a little bit younger than me as well. Yeah. Right, moving on to not table. You were in a table tennis club. Oh yes, table tennis. Fitter, Falkland Islands Table Tennis Association. Fitter. <laughs> right. Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Okay, no, I didn't. No, but it does make you fitter as well. Here are we. Um, it's uh, no, it's good. I, I used to play table tennis as a kid, you know, 14, 15, great table tennis club uh, back in the UK, but uh, haven't played it since then. But really enjoy it, and it's good fun. There are a lot of members playing, yeah. I mean, you know, I sort of think the other week we had about 20 people, um, so it's just fun. It's just you know, it's just a, a lot of fun. There's a tournament this On weekend, Saturday, obviously, yeah. yeah. Are you um, playing in the tournament? Yes, I will be. Um, oh, that's fun. It, yeah, it's, it's just good fun, basically. And while he's doing that, you see, we're going to be at my house rehearsing. Yes, which we'll come we back to again in a minute. <laughs> um, so uh, we do have a, a, a listener to the podcast who's very keen on sport. So um, although we haven't got Thomas here, he usually gives us an update of Falkland Island sport. While Katie and I just have a quick dose, can you just... Tell us what's going well, on. Well, I'm now going to be in my element. You know, champion. What? What a week for Champions League football! Oh my goodness, three of the four games, major turnarounds. So, let's talk about Manchester United. They lost the first leg at Old Trafford to PSG. 
uh, 2-0 and there was expectation they were going to be knocked out at this round and then they came back in France and won 3-1 uh, last minute penalty VAR decision as well lots of theatre, lots of drama Rashford scored from the penalty spot win on the away goals rule it's just, to, just for note, Corner and Katie are still awake at this point um, secondly th- then just. there was um, Ajax, Ajax depending on your, uh, where you're from they played um, Real Madrid 2-1 down from the first leg had to go to Real Madrid's ground and they, they turned it around they won 4-1 mm. so 4-3 in aggregate oh my goodness, biggest turnaround probably of all history and then you had um, Porto and Roma, Roma were 2-1 up um, from the first leg and then Porto uh, won it in extra time, 4-3 on aggregate. So those were the, uh, the, the three big turnarounds. The other game was Spurs, they won 3-0 in the first leg against uh, Dortmund and, um, and won 1-0 away so it wasn't such a big deal. But yeah, fantastic week football-wise. Oh, that was football, okay. Good. Did Cantona play? Cantona has <laughs> been retired for a fair number of years. I like no. Cantona. There is a lot of sport going on this weekend, though. <coughs> I think we might have some rivalry coming up in, in a very different sport. Are you going to play table tennis as well? <laughs> I won't be playing table tennis, but the Six Nations games are on this weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it is England-Scotland, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, that's what we thought, wasn't is it? Is that the Calcutta Cup, isn't it? Oh, Hey, look at me. Is your boy sitting down? Yeah, no. for, the, for the benefit of the tape, both of them looked quite shocked at the way that. <laughs> yes, it's at Murrayfield, I believe, um, oh, this time round. So, yes, I mean, you know, Scotland could uh, upset the party and beat England, and that Come would, um, you know. Really it has been known. It, it has, has been, been known. known. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, I think the, bringing it back to the Falkland Islands, I think the open golf. At, um, playing their second day on Saturday, I believe, um, because their first day they did a two-day tournament, and the second day was absolutely awful weather. So they're doing that again. Talking of awful weather, actually, I hope Hannah's okay, because there has been some very bad weather down oh, really? between. Yeah, and um, there was a, a little sailing yacht earlier on in the week that had rolled um, God, in four, yeah. me- four meter swells or something, um, and lost two people sadly overboard. Um, so we do hope that, um, and I think the Clyde's gone down to South Georgia as well, so I hope they're all okay. Weather last night was dreadful, wasn't it? Oh yeah, just uh, hail, wind, you know, absolutely. Mm. And earlier on in the week, although you know, other people from other countries are going to go, well, what the heck, why is that important? Uh, we actually had a thunderstorm, were you? Uh, it was really strange, wasn't it? The lightning yeah. was so close, it felt four, like. Four, four, four lightning things and a, and a thundery yeah uh, but rattling and and of course uh, this is what listener you'll need to know is that um, down here in the Falklands thunderstorms are really quite rare mm. because you need a certain change in temperature air temperature and air pressure and whatnot which we don't normally get down here because it's so cold um, so it is it's it is quite rare and I think because today it looks like all the radio stations and all the TV stations are out so um, yeah, they're doing some repair work on oh. Sapper Hill. So um, there must have been some damage Goodness. up there. I'm assuming it's from that lightning strike. It may not have been, of course. Um, but anyway, moving from sport to a subject I like 
the most, which is books. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I needed to say to you, actually, I was, I was looking through Facebook the other day, and there was an interview with Brent Weeks, and I know that you just started his one of his books I got from the library. Yes, I'm. It's the first time I've read him, so f so I've never read him before. Um, literally just started. I think it's called Black Prism. But it I'm, is called Black, uh, Black it Prism. Is, it is called There's Black Prism. There's a picture of a man on on the hooded cloak and and in shadow and with yeah. a. Yeah. Well, but f looks but like a, a weapon. Fantasy genre. Yes, um, you're a big fan of that, aren't you? Yeah, I do. I, I'm a big fan of like the likes of obviously J.R.R. Tolkien and David Eddings and the like, Raymond Feist. Yes. Um, but David Eddings, you that was the first book you introduced me to in fantasy novel when we were well, in Italy. Yeah, and look where we are now. And look where we are now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Most recently, read the latest Clive Cussler offering. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, a Numa book. Are you one of those people who, when you start a book, you have to finish it? Or do you get fed up and you quite happy ditch uh, it? I've never not finished a book. Some books <gasps> take me longer than others to finish. Wow! Because I can't remember, you wanted to I flit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I flit too. <laughs> I'll usually get back to them at some point, but I, I've got a book that's got a bookmark in it that's had it been in there for years. Because yeah. I just, I come, I come back to it, read a chapter and then think, no, not right now, and yeah. flit between them. That is, <laughs> Don't wow. me now, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been uh, frequenting the library um, because I, I didn't go to the library for a long time and I was, I was downloading books on, on the Kindle instead. Uh, my book's available on the Kindle, actually. Let's plug that. Um, the Pianist by Rita Seagull. Go and download it now. £1.36. I get 28p. Anyway, um, <laughs> they. I went to the library. Colleen Biggs, who's the librarian then, who's an absolute legend. Yeah, she is. Um, so I, I got some books from there. So I'm reading a Jane Green, I think, at the moment. Oh, nice. I haven't really started it because I only got it the other day. What are you reading, though, Katie? Um, I'm reading, well, the book that I've got is The Complete Works of Oscar Wilde, which is quite large. Um, heavy, yeah. And heavy. So, and I tend to carry my book with me everywhere I go, so I'm getting and work it's right out here, in the cycle. for the benefit of the tape. It's sitting <laughs> right between it. us, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, what I'm reading at the minute, I've got two bookmarks in here because I was reading De Profundis, which is, um, for those that might not know, it's the letter that Oscar Wilde wrote to Bose. Um, when he was in prison because um, Oscar Wilde was sent to prison for being homosexual and then he wrote to his his partner for a number of years, Bose, from there about the sort of love and heartbreak and the, their relationship really, which um, was terrifying and filled with love but also horribly, horribly scary and all that kind of thing. And it's summed up so beautifully in this, his language and his words that he uses in De Profundis, you feel every single emotion along with him. Um, so I've got, I'm, I've got a bookmark in there because I can read about a page at a time before I need to, it's all too many emotions. I'm a very <laughs> empathetic person and feel it all oh along. The way. So then I move on and I've been reading um, also in the same book, uh, my other bookmark is An Ideal Husband. Oh yes, um, which is one of Oscar Wilde's plays. Which is, um, it's very, it's very funny. It's um, there's a lot of some absolute like characters that are just hilarious, and you can see them as he's describing them. You can imagine exactly what they'd be like, and your brain kind of fills in the gaps so well. I think that's his his absolute talent with the way he writes. Um, Absolutely. Well, we know that from. 
the play that yeah. we're doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, or you're playing Cicely Cardi. Yeah, I am. It's, it's, I think reading his work, more of his work, is making me feel even more happy to be, to be able to be playing one of the characters that he created. And I've found when reading An Ideal Husband, although it's a different one of his plays, it's helped me to really understand the importance of being Ernest even more and follow the characters, because he writes about young girls in, a, in An Ideal Husband oh, as well. He? So I feel like I can add further depth to Cecily Cardi and my understanding of her by reading more of his work. So it's it's really good. I'm enjoying it. I feel like I'm in a world in a world of Oscar Wilde at the minute, which isn't a bad place to be. So we had a <laughs> rehearsal last night, didn't we? Yes. Where everyone came in costume because Chris took some photographs for us. Yeah. Um, it it went quite well. There are I I noticed there were sections where people had been fluffing their lines weeks before mm. were now actually getting that particular part. Definitely. Um, and it was nice to do it in costume as well. Oh, it makes such a difference. I think even for, I mean, you've been doing this in Fauda for a long time, but I think as soon as you put a costume on, there's like, when you're watching it, even for people like yourself and Stuart, who've done this loads, you can see that just another level of like confidence and more coming out when mm. you've got because you feel like the person a bit more, don't you? It's, it's very true. In and your jeans, you know. Yeah, <laughs> not so much um, Fyoda, but certainly when I'm um, in my drag king persona. Yeah. Um, if we have to do rehearsals, I have to be in full costume oh, because I can't be Osley when I'm <laughs> dressed and look like Paula. Um, yeah. You know, That's so the movement, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's everything, and I can't be him unless I'm, I'm fully dressed. Um, hang on, I need to cough. <coughs> um, so, Steve, how, what's it like living with um, a drag king? It's never dull. <laughs> <laughs> then we do have two daughters as well, so uh, it's never. But they're not drag kings. No, 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 no just to, but no, it's never dull in our house. Um, and you make life very interesting all the time. <laughs> it's so diplomatic. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I was, I was, the, the thing is about uh, the uh, play you're doing at the moment, the importance of being earnest. Hmm. Um, I refer it to, as the handbag play. <laughs> yes, um, I know you because, do. Because, um, you know, and there's a certain way it's got that infamous line or famous line of, a handbag! Um, but you obviously are going to play it slightly differently. I am playing it slightly different because I'm flattening the A, so it'll be a handbag. It's working though. I think it's it's coming together. It is. It's it's and it, that line, like you were saying, Steve, is 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 the thing you know about that particular play. Yes. And you're expecting exactly what you've just how you've just pronounced it, and the sorry, it's my stomach growling. <laughs> in case you uh, can hear that on the tape, um, but like you say. Um, Katie, when we're, we're when you're playing it, and we watched lots of different versions of it, haven't yeah, we, we, online, did. to see how they're all played. And the handbag, that handbag line, is delivered in so many different ways. And it's actually only um, it's Edith Evans who, you know, um, gives it out like you've just said. All the others um, do it in a slightly different way. It must be when. You were giving, given the role of Lady Bracknell. It's, I think it's interesting because, as you say, that's what people know about this play and yeah. that's what they hear about and that's what they're, um, they're... A lot of people will be coming for this Lady Bracknell role, but as you say, across the... <laughs> pressure. <laughs> feel those pressures. Pressure. <laughs> but as you say, across all the different versions, Lady Bracknell is played in so many different ways and it must have been... The good thing about it is that you're able to take the bits that you like from each of them and put it on. 
I suppose it's Cecily Cardew. She's just played bonkers in every single she's version. Nutter. <laughs> she's an absolute nutter. She's played the same in every version, really, yeah. by by everyone. But yeah, I, yeah, I really don't know how to deal with this Lady Bracknell because I feel tremendous pressure to 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 deliver an Edith Evans type character. Um, but I don't. She. I don't want her to be prickly all the time. But again, get, I'm not a professional actress, so I don't know. But surely there are times in your life when you're given a part and you actually think, I don't like this person. I yeah. don't like playing her. And, and Lady Bracknell is, is, can be quite harsh mm. all through the play. And I don't know whether I, I don't know whether I really like that. But needless to say, there'll be copious amounts of bacon sandwiches available Saturday morning. Yes. When you are rehearsing. Oh, yes. Thank good. you for bringing Is us that? back on track. Yes, we are rehearsing Saturday morning at my house around yes. the table with coffee and bacon sandwiches. Oh, as we, that sounds good. Yes, we will we be there bright and early. Yes. <laughs> so um, we're coming towards the end of this uh, this podcast, and as I'm on my own, um, oh. and I'm, uh, yeah, and yeah, thank you, <laughs> um, and will be on my own until Tuesday. Oh, oh. thank you. Um, oh, let's let's plug our individual. Instagram oh, yes, and Twitter. Not? So, <laughs> Katie, I notice you you have an Instagram um, <laughs> page. Is it a page? Yes, an Instagram page. Actually, that's it. what I needed to ask you about because I, mm -hmm. I've been... Somebody has asked to be my friend who I don't think is actually a person. I think they're actually a business. Okay. But on they, Instagram? No, on Facebook. Okay. Because I'm older than you. So right. You know, Facebook. Um, is that... Is that right, or should they have done a group? Or what's the difference between a group and a page and a? So you would use so, for example, a group. You, that would be for a, a community, a collection of people. So, for example, it might be the local parents of the local girl guides, or it might be, as we have down here, the Falkland Islands Community Board. That's a group where everybody can contribute equally and can all post in, and only the people that are in that group can see it. Okay. However, a page is a public um, space, so FITV has a Facebook page, because we are almost promoting something, so we are, we are the only ones that can post ourselves and it uh, goes into people's okay. news feeds but sometimes a business will create a private personal page for themselves because you get access to more controls and you're able to um, be become friends with people which means that you can appear in their news feeds in a different way so it's a tactic yeah. I wouldn't I don't think it's anything to be concerned about but it's a tactic and they're trying mm -hmm. to appear in your news feeds so that they get seen by you more Excellent. You should write a book, by the way. <laughs> um, so, t tell us about your ins Insta. My, <laughs> my Instagram um, handle is Eliza underdash. Um, over there, you can see pictures of cats, pictures of books, pictures of the Falkland Islands, and usually me trying to smile down the camera. But I do post, try and post some fun stuff on there as well. Yes. <laughs> do you have a Twitter feed as well? Um, I have a Twitter a account, but I have deleted the app because I found that I wasn't getting very much from Twitter. But I know that you're a big fan of Twitter. I am a huge fan of Twitter. Yeah, and I know that my um, my mum really likes Twitter for her work, but I think it was actually one of your daughters that said, Instagram is Twitter for the dyslexic. And I think her <laughs> and I, yeah, her, I hope she won't mind me saying that, but I think her and I are um, in the same game with yeah, that she's, one. Yeah, she's dyslexic as well. She finds the uh, Instagram a lot easier to, a lot easier to do. Sorry about that, we were just interrupted by some music starting up, so uh, <laughs> we've had to um, cut a bit out. But anyway, we were going back to Instagram. So, Instagram, are you finding that that it's, it's actually more from, like, for instance, Steve and I probably 
would be more Facebook and maybe a little bit of Twitter. Yeah. But Instagram is more for, for you young people. Um, well, I would say I use Facebook to keep up with my family and friends. And I think Facebook's amazing for... I've considered about deleting my account a couple of times, but actually <coughs> I think it's an amazing tool for seeing pictures of my nieces and nephews on their way to school and just generally keeping up with people. I think that's fantastic. But I see Instagram as a really creative way and I use it in a way that you might um, scrapbook or mm -hmm. you might um, do a painting, something like that. Oh, right. You're the, you're the Edwardian lady. <laughs> that's, your th that's your thing. <laughs> it's a book called The Diary of the Edwardian Lady and it, she presses flowers and things like that. Yeah. That's you so that's, on Instagram. That's exactly what it's like. It's, it's a modern way of doing that because Instagram's not just about um, telling people what you're doing or posting a picture of yourself on, on your way to a night out. It's, it's, I look at my own feed and I try and tie in the colours to make sure that all the colours look similar so that when you look at my feed as a whole it all ties together. When you look at an individual picture it holds itself together and as well each individual picture I want to be something that I can scroll back through and I can look at and say oh this is what I was doing this time last year isn't that in pictures of my friends and where I am and it's just it's Proper. a Scrapbook. Scrapbook. Yeah, scrapbook. It's a scrapbook. Steve, you've got Instagram, haven't you? Yes, I'm obviously down with the youth, um, <laughs> as they say. Yes, I do. I don't think that is what they say, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> in our family group chat this morning, I might take this out of the podcast, but in our group chat this morning with um, our daughters, um, one of them had put a, a picture of something, and I put preach. I don't know whether I'd used it properly. Oh, and both of them put back these laughing out loud icons on it. I think I might have used it in the wrong way. So I think so. I'm going to steer clear of that kind of words. Anyway, Instagram, Stephen, you're, you're very fond of the dad jokes, aren't you? Oh, yes, I love the dad jokes. I, I, I post them. Um, I'll forward them to people um, <laughs> with they're... regular, yeah, regularly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how appreciated that is, but occasionally I, I get an, um, an emoji with a laughing and things like it that. Gives you us know, a keeps you in contact with daughters and other people as well, like that. So mm. that, that's quite cool. Yeah, and I like I like watching the the silly what well, a sport on there, obviously. Um, you know, American football in particular, the plays, but also some of the silly stuff people put on there. I watched one this morning and it was uh, a guy enticing a crocodile out of the water with a fish. Why you'd want to do that, I don't know. <laughs> but that's it. what he did. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, uh, and I'm on Twitter, but I'm under my pen name, which is Rita Siegel, but it's not at Rita Siegel because that's somebody completely different who I think is trying to sell you stuff. Mine is at Rita underscore Seagull. Mm. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm going to actually post one of my proper professional photos that I had as Osley on there. <gasps> oh, that's exciting. Yes, it's going to come up soon. So Make sure you follow her ready for yeah, that. Yeah, follow me ready for that. Anyway, that draws to close this uh, podcast. Thank you very much for bearing with us. Next week we'll have Hannah back. Um, and probably another guest presenter as well. Hey, Katie, if you're still in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but we're definitely coming back to the Malvina yeah. House Hotel because the cake was gorgeous and the tea was really, really nice. Um, so if you want to listen along... Oh, we didn't say anything about what was in the programme this week. Oh, there's loads of stuff. You ought to watch it. Um, <laughs> it's episode 419. Uh, £6 a month, um, £60 a year. It's nothing. Yeah, just subscribe. You may have some issues and um, you will pay your ticket... And then you will actually get a personal email from me. It's not an automated one that looks like it's from me. It's actually from me. 
um, and I will generate a password for you so you'll be able to watch the programme online. So um, join us next time on um, Meanwhile in the Falklands. Bye. Bye. Bye.